Hi, I'm Jillian. I'm playing Bug Boucher, the scary himbo with a sword, and it's our right to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm playing Lucky LaCroix, the curmudgeonly cook, and it's good to be here. I don't need a joke. I'm comfortable with who I am. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Mercy Barnum, who is totally trustworthy, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm your MC. That's M-S-E-A, Master of the Seas. And it's good to be here. Welcome to Many Realms. infamous crew of the guillotine a large galleon ship that the crew of your captain hookeye won in a game of cards jameson whose name is no longer spoken on the ship claimed that it was in fact he who won the game of cards and therefore he was entitled to the ship and not captain hookeye jameson was then summarily asked to leave as the captain tells it but you've seen enough deckhands to part the guillotine to know that no one abandons its crew with their head still on their shoulders make no mistake though you are a rowdy bunch you certainly aren't the most feared pirates of the seas the name the guillotine is mostly a facade made to sound a more terrifying presence than you actually are you're big fishes in a small pond when you venture out too far all of a sudden the name hook eye starts to evoke belly laughter rather than fear and that is exactly where you are going these next two weeks, far and away, to receive a treasure. Now let's meet some of the raggedy bunch, the uh, motley crew of the guillotine. Let's start with whoever is uh, youngest and, or tallest, whichever you guys want to go by goes first. <laughs> <laughs> let's go by heights. Whoever's tallest goes first. <laughs> I think Bug's probably the tallest. Yeah, so Bug Boucher is uh, a tall hunk of muscle. He's got blonde flowing hair and like a very kind of baby face, I think. Uh, but don't be fooled, of course. Bug is uh, very, very, very well known for swordsmanship. They uh, definitely have a reputation for being pretty ruthless when it comes to combat but they're also the first person to like start the drinking songs just like big himbo boy toy energy like a little bit of l woods but like not the smart way all right uh next in the tallest order i am playing lucky lacroix uh he is the cook on the guillotine he is an older pirate he's probably in his mid 40s and he is just a miserable, spiteful, hateful piece of shit. Ever since Hookeye fished him out of the drink when he was barely 10 years, his life has just been unending heartbreak, misery, accident, illness, a bizarre and strange collection of rashes. And uh, he's resented the world for his misfortune ever since. But he likes Hookeye well enough. He has a reasonably comfortable life on the ship. No one really asks him to do anything. So he spends his time in the kitchen drinking heavily, and new character trait added, 
He plays the accordion and sings very <laughs> nice. badly. Good. Nice. And is distinctly medium tall. Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of if you what, had to put him right in the middle there. What is what is, what is is Lucky's opinion of actually being on the guillotine? I think it's all he's known. I, I get the sense that um, it's like kind of his one safe place and every attempt to ever like try a different form of life or meet new people has always ended in catastrophe for him. So he's retreated back. He's very safe on the guillotine. Okay, now for the shortest. So short, a whopping four foot nine, I guess, <laughs> is Mercy Barnum, who is probably pretty new to the ship, I think. I think she's maybe only been here for, what's new? Weeks or months or years? I'd say like a year's pretty new because, I mean, you know, how long you're out at sea is pretty significant if, uh, if, uh, if my pirate lore and history Mm-hmm. Serves if me. the um, special features in the Pirates of the Caribbean DVD. Yeah. I see you did your research. <laughs> <laughs> Scholarly, you must have went to pirate college. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, So she's been here on the ship for just about a year. And she is pretty well liked. She's like taken to pecking someone every day to like shadow. Like maybe one day she'll follow Lucky around in the kitchen and like prove herself. That fucking chance. Get out of my kitchen. No. Okay, then she'll learn not to do that and not come back. <laughs> she'll she'll learn what happens when you bother Lucky in the kitchen. So maybe she follows Bug one day and like is like teach me how to sword fight and like endears herself to people that way. Okay, so so Mercy is basically warming up to everyone, still kind of finding her place on the ship. We'll probably meet some other raggedy bunch along the way, but the other uh, notable character who is also. Technically, I guess a player uh, is Captain Hookeye himself, who is an odd fellow with an even odder temperament. He's unpredictable. Uh, he might scold you for enjoying the color blue one day, then paint the cabin door just the same color. Though he took all of you in at some point or another, he's never asked you for more than your loyalty. He's fed you, clothed you, sheltered you, and in some cases, acted as a father to you. Though you have seen how he is the butt-end of jokes among the rowdier bunches in the sea, you have seen how, when he believes he is alone, his eyes glaze over with a sadness that the shelter he provides you is one made of glass, prone to shatter under the might of another any day now. You all have a special treasure in tow, locked inside of a, think of the most cartoonishly treasury chest, Legend of Zelda stuff. It's locked away, you guys don't know what is inside of it, however you do know that Captain Hookeye knows what it is. And what you are doing is you picked up this, and there is, in two weeks time, a meeting out at sea, with all of the great pirate captains all coming in to discuss, you don't know, but what you do know is that you're crashing the party. And Hookeye was not at all <laughs> considered among the best and brightest and, well, I guess most dastardly of the sea. But you're going all the same. And so you set out uh, to your destination of seeing these, these pirate captains for reasons unknown. Now, the gameplay of the Jewel of Sea itself is uh, the captain, myself, rolls a d6, and it has an outcome that is corresponding with each number, and then the captain basically paints a nice, lovely improv situation from the loose prompts, and these lovely uh, uh, ship crew then get to play in the sandbox of my design. And the first thing we get is, actually probably good, is calm seas. 
you set out on the first day of your trip and as any you know good sailor knows the first day that is what determines the rest of the trip and today is a good omen because today the sun peeks through the clouds you can bask on the deck we got everything that you could need hopefully alas but right now spirits are high everyone is in a good place I would love to do a scene. Well, I kind of feel like Mercy is the most like instigate of our cast right now. What What is your angle when you hear that we are going to a big pirate high school reunion, pirate college five year? I mean, that sounds like as good a place as any to take make a name for myself. So it's just about positioning myself between now and then as... I don't know, somebody who they should take a note of. But for now, it's about finding someone to um, get some info from. I feel like of the crew is lucky, like the de facto first mate. I definitely have some seniority for having been on here for a long time, but I also don't like doing stuff. Right, but I I, I would say that, that that's fair. It's a calm day, so I'm after we've been served a very underwhelming stew or whatever. I'm uh, I'm in the rigging. You know how they kind of hang out in the rigging. I'm coiled up in the rigging and I'm playing shittily my accordion. You're not good at the accordion. You just play it. I'm not good at anything, babe. I guess you got to know that now. <laughs> it's not it's not a good time with Luggy. All right, so I'm gonna maybe like yeah, hop onto a barrel, listen to you play for like a moment before. Maybe picking up the courage to interrupt you because I know you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. I bet you know more about this trip than the rest of us. Pipe down, lass. Can't you see I'm trying to practice? I know we're pirates, for Christ's sake, but were you raised in a barn? No manners to you. I'm awfully sorry to interrupt. We're setting sail. It's a beautiful day. I thought maybe you know a little bit more about where we're going than the rest of us. It's a pirate congress? What's that about? Cool. I like pirate congress. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very, like, <laughs> very gubernatorial. Lucky casts his eye down on you, squints, and he spits overboard. He says, I can tell you're a green. you never been to a pirate congress before. Why, I'm sure you only just screwed on your sea legs half a year ago. Is that right? I've been at sea my whole life, sir. Well, then I'll tell you that every sea dog worth her salt knows about the Pirate Congress. Only once every five years do the ten great pirate lords and ladies of this blue ocean get together to swap stories, make deals, trade treasure, and plot the course of our fine sort of pirate society I'm rapidly kind of shading in here. I know all that. I went to pirate college. I've never heard of Hookeye being invited. Well, maybe it's time the uh, the pirate lords started to respect the guillotine and everything we uh, offer and all of the power we command. I stole this accordion from a kid. A tough kid. He was strong. He could slap me pretty hard. But I didn't let that scare me. I took it, and it's my plunder by right. And that's the kind of might we wield here. If we're going there to demand some respect, then maybe we should go there with something worth demanding. What's your game, Barnum? 
we're going to be going through some uh, populated waters. Maybe got just a little bit more than the treasure we're already hauling. But Hook Guy ordered us to steer clear. We're not to be plundering and looting uh, until next month. We filled up our quota. You're not suggesting we violate quota, are you? The quotas are pretty sparse. I feel like we can get a little bit ahead of it. So you're trying to convince Lucky that we should be raiding more ships on our way in order to, like, kind of stir up um, attention for ourselves. Yeah, going with a splash. I'm going to, I think, come down hard just to start moving this up. I'm going to say, our dear Captain Hookeye gave us our orders for a reason. And if you think you know how to run this ship better than he does, you've got another thing coming. Do you say that loud enough for people to hear? Are you shouting this? Yeah, I'm getting upset. And I say, I don't know why you'd waste both our time coming to me with these outlandish proposals. I can barely hold a sword. You might as well ask brain dead bug over there to lead your next crusade. Uh, at this point, the, the, you know, the crew is doing, you know, stock and, and making sure, you know, taking care of all of these ropes. Just so many ropes on ships. They mm. got to wrap them and pull them and throw them. I think this them. one's new. Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone has now... Uh, Take a note of your conversation. Now, now, I never said to go against the captain. I'm saying that the guillotine deserves more respect. Like you said, you said that. And there's a few ways we can get that. And some of those ways are to gussy up a little bit. Get a little bit more treasure. Get a little bit more blood on our hands. Getting respect for a ship's the job of a ship's captain. And if you were worth your salt, you'd know that. And piss off. All right, Lucky, have a great afternoon. I've never had a great afternoon in all my afternoons. Maybe I, like, throw a coin into, like, a cup or something as if you're a busker on the street. Whose cup is that? Why have you tainted that person's cup? (laughs) Is that from a young boy, too? (laughs) I stole that young boy's cup. I stole his accordion. (laughs) Little Geppetto's having the worst day of his life. Not Geppetto. Uh, uh, Mercy, as you as you walk away from this situation and the eyes that were glaring at you now start to return to their tasks. And when you glance up towards the captain's quarters and the nice lovely pane window that he has that he likes to stare out over at all of you on the deck, he uh, you, you lock eyes with him for a moment. I smile and I wave before I carry on with my day. He smiles back. Bug. We need some bug. Well, you, you've overheard quite a bit, and I believe there was some type of insult hurled your way somewhere in there. Uh, so there's some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was called Brainless Bug. But here's the thing. I don't understand Lucky when he talks. Because <laughs> he's always going on about dogs and salt, and why are the dogs salty? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> So um, I think a lot of that, a lot of that went over my head. Like the insults don't stick because <laughs> I'm mostly just confused. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I try and ask like Mercy, like what, <laughs> what's Lucky on about now? Uh, I just mentioned that we could, you know, have a little bit of adventuring on our way. And he went off. Hmm. Cause I heard you talking about more treasure, and more fighting. And wouldn't that be fun? Those are my two favorite things. I know. And he says no. Why not? Because he's no fun. Lucky's never had a day of fun in his life. He doesn't know how to have a good time. Exactly. I was just proposing, why don't we show him a good time? Hey, I like how you think. Okay. 
Well, I believe that that will be our first setup as the, you know, you've had your nice calm before the storm. Well, storm is not the next one, but you had a calm before what could be a storm. You continue for a few days and nights uninterrupted on your long, long journey, uh, eating bread, uh, maybe sometimes one, one fruit to stave off scurvy. However, on the fourth day, late into the night as the sun is setting and it is a nice golden hour, as Bug is staring out over the deck, perhaps with a drink in hand, they see a big shadow. It starts about the size of, well, let's say a shark. That's an easy one for everyone in the pirate world to understand. But it keeps getting bigger and larger as if moving towards you until it eclipses the entire boat beneath you. Bug's doing like the Captain Morgan, looking over at the side of the boat. Not being very smart, I think I think Bug is like looking up, like what is casting the shadow? Is there something over top of us? Like what is happening? And I Bug will just like call out, uh, hey uh what's bigger than a shark? Two sharks. A whale. Uh okay, there might be a whale ab- around the boat. And boom! Big crash rocks the boat as you, Captain Morgan, over the side, as you said, you are going to have to make sure that you stay on. I believe that would be resolve. <laughs> Two. Well, bug dies. Two. <laughs> you fall into the shadowy water. Uh, and as you, you plunge through the watery depths, what you see are eyes um, in pairs all over, all of them staring at you intently, wide-eyed. They, they don't have lids, so they stay perpetually open as they stare at you through the darkness. And what was the shadow is actually a culmination of inky human bodies that are all shoulder to shoulder as if they're at some kind of like Metallica concert or something. And, and they're all staring up at you, reaching up, trying to come and get you. Now, they're still farther down than what you initially thought. They're not quite at the surface, but they are gaining traction on you. And, of course, the ship is still moving, so you need to be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bug's trying to have, like, a staring contest. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> well, above water on deck, I'm sure the ship alarm bells are ringing, and we are throwing a rope over to try to get Bug to... Get on, we gotta, we gotta swashbuckler overboard. You hear a voice, uh, you know it to be the voice of Doobie, uh, the brother to Luby. Uh, shout out. Captain! Man overboard! Yeah, boss, one of, one of them's overboard. I think it's Bug Boss. And uh, Captain Hook Guy emerges from his, from his chambers, wide-eyed as he sees this giant shadow coming beneath him. And uh, he says, Someone get a rope out there! I am the hottest one on board, so I hope I hope there are big efforts to save me. Of course. For, for that reason. Yes. To maintain a certain level of hotness. Otherwise, we wouldn't even try. The average would slip down. It'd be bad. Lucky, because it's after like 7 p.m., is blind drunk uh, and snoring loudly in his hammock in his cabin. But when the bells start ringing, he staggers out onto the deck and um, he... Uh, snatches up a big thick rope because he loves ropes and rigging and that sort of established for him and he's going to 
yeah, work with Luby and Doobie and try to launch a rope over the side of the ship to where they saw Bug go under. And you, th- you throw. Uh, that will be, I think, also resolve. That's a 10 on my resolve roll to uh, throw the rope in. Amazing. You tell me what happens. I think Lucky Lucky is <laughs> like drunk and doesn't care. But I do think that the decades of experience on the ship have made him like a pretty good pirate from a mechanical standpoint. When he needs to be. When he needs to be. He's used ropes. He has the D&D 3.5 skill used rope on lock. And so it's like Luby and Doobie are just kind of like, I think one of them is like just keeping him upright as he's sort of swaying on the deck and the arm just fires, the rope goes down. And I think after a few seconds, you see uh, Bug break the surface of the roiling ocean waves. Okay, Bug, you emerge. Uh, and uh, these hands at this point are, are tickling your toes. <laughs> you you have you've grabbed the rope you're being dragged behind so it's requiring a lot of effort to even just hold on but you're starting to get reeled in by Luby Doobie and Lucky uh, one of them does get their their hand around your around your 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 feet and Mercy what you notice from perhaps the other side of the ship you see uh, more of these they've actually encroached on your space much quicker on that side of the ship and they're starting to scale the the side of the ship up onto the deck. They're not quite on the deck, but but they're making their way up. Mercy will call for some help, and she wants to drop some stuff off the side of the ship. Maybe uh, preserves? You're going to throw the food overboard? No, just the preserve liquid. Make it slimy and gross and hard to grab a hold off the side of the ship. Uh, something like that. Let's say you have to, you got you to go grab it. It ain't going to just be chilling there for you. You got to go to Lucky's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I also need enough, so I want to, like, grab somebody, some crew member to come with me to help me out, too. Also, so I have a witness for this heroic deed. Well, uh, Luby sees you going. Luby believes in his brother Doobie and and joins you in breaking into Lucky's kitchen and, and getting this. Flash over to Bug dangling for dear life as a shadowy hand clasps your foot. Well, I think I think Bug was laughing when you pulled him up because these are the shadows like tickling my feet. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Bug's just kind of like screaming and and saying like there there's a shadow rave down there and then none of them. Not, there are too good at staring contests. Quit yapping and climb, Bug. Okay, uh, you're you're yanking, Lucky, but it's 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 going slow, and 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 the the bad thing, Bug, is that where this hand is now, as it climbs up, you're starting to feel a burning, acid-like sensation on your legs. The longer that it grasps onto you, this is something that you need to get off you. Toot, sweet. Okay. Um. Yeah. But Bug's like shaking. Shaking a leg and trying trying to kick it off and it's like, oh hey, hey, that's not hey, this this was funny, it's not funny anymore. Let me go. I think you managed to shake uh, at least one of its hands free. It's dragging through. It's now kind of become more physical as it gets above the water. Uh, the parts that are actually emerging 
um, have more of a hardness and more actual physical presence now. So the parts that are above are being dragged through the water much like you and it's having trouble getting another another hold on you. At this point you are getting kind of close and we'll say that you're kind of actually hanging off the side of the ship at this point. You're safe from the water, safe from these, these shadowy figures except for the one that is now being pulled up with you and it will not let go and despite your efforts to try and kick it, it's, 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 it's still hanging on. Can I uh, take the cleaver uh, at my belt and throw it at the thing that's holding on to Bug? Absolutely. Resolve. Go for it. That is an eight on my resolve roll to hit with the cleaver. You throw the cleaver and it embeds itself in the arm that is grasped onto Bug. And it basically slips all the way down to just trying to dangle onto its foot or into Bug's foot and then slips entirely and falls back into the shadowy, shadowy sea as you manage to pull Bug up the rest of the way. The other, on the other side of the ship, they're, they're really starting to get up. You can see some of the hands start to come over the side as Luby, Luby and Mercy emerge. Uh, and obviously now that Bug is safe, Lucky clocks the brine as they lug it together. And what happens, Mercy? I want to like break the jar of brine on the edge of the ship like an egg so that it goes down the edge of the ship. And then I think there's lots and lots of these guys, right? Let's say there's about 15 scaling the side of your ship right now. So I feel like once they lose their footing, shooting him will be like shooting fish in a barrel. So I want to pull my gun out and just try and knock him off even more once they're like slipping and sliding and not paying attention to me. Okay, well, I'll say that you can definitely get this slippy slidey. It's a good idea. Uh, some of them immediately are obviously going to lose because uh, now again, as they come out of the water, they're, they're physical and it's a pretty smooth side to a ship and you made it even you know slipperier and they don't have ropes or anything to scale. So they, they fall away. And two of them though, seeing what you're doing, basically plunge their fingers into the side of the ship and manage to kind of hold themselves and they're scaling very slowly. And you light out, you let out a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how good of a shot you are. Let's, let's keep that resolve going. Seven. Seven. You shoot one of the two immediately and you hit it in one of its hands as it's moving. It's climbing so it, it only has one free hand and you shoot the one that's holding all of its weight and so it immediately loses balance and falls back into the ocean. However, because this is not a revolver, we're in pirate realm, unless you got another flintlock on you sitting there ready to go, which you very well could. Um, I think Loopy tries to take a shot he aims it true very well and what you see and he doesn't notice till after is that the ball just falls out the front and he pulls the trigger and the powder goes off but there's no more ball in it and so it's a complete misfire and he throws the gun at it it bounces off and it doesn't work and it gets up over the ship it is now on the deck i want to flip my gun around and try and knock it off the ship with the uh, butt of my gun that they were designed for that. That's that's wonderful. I don't want to keep doing resolve. So let's say that you do manage to give it a good old smack and it staggers backwards and falls over on the deck of the ship. And you smacked it so hard that it just kind of lays there for a moment. And as you kind of hover over it, it seems to be weakened and seems to be unable to move further. You all, you know, victory achieve come around to try and examine this strange creature that you've never seen anything quite like this and right now it sits there before you a solid yet shadowy figure it it has a solid underneath and then it's almost as if it's spewing out like a ink or a steam perpetually from its body as it spills out onto the deck of the ship and pours over the sides for all intents and purposes it seems to be either incapacitated or dead 
Bug, always one to overdo it, just wants to, like, stick a sword through it for good measure. Okay. You stick a sword through its chest, and when you pull it out, the inky, terrifying blackness pours out. It flies as high as the top of your masts. It just erupts, and it's solid enough now, like a dark, dark blood, that it rains down on the ship. What was a nice, calm day prior, and everyone thought would be a good omen, is now seemingly overridden by it literally raining blood. Before the last drop hits the deck and all of the smoke dissipates, and the sun peers through the clouds again, and the shadow that was underneath your ship dissipates entirely. Bug, you complete nincompoop. That was my best cleaver. Hey, why is this my fault? You fell off the ship. Uh, yeah, because the shadow thingies knocked the boat. A likely story. You were horsing around on the deck again, weren't you? I'm not a horse. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Hookeye has observed this whole thing from, from outside of his, his cabin this time. And as whoever looks, presumably at some point you'll all see, that glassy-eyed look that you've become quite familiar that he has in more recent days is exactly what is on his face right now. He seems neither surprised uh, nor terrified of the events that just transpired. He sits there staring quite, quite stonily ahead and... Wordlessly, he just goes back into his cabin and closes the door gently behind him. Yeah. Once this, like, horrible monster is dissipated, I'll um, look down and bend and stoop to see what was on the deck and then uh, give a big <clears throat> and smell something salty spilled across the deck of the ship. And then I'll straighten up and turn around and I'll say, which of you sorry lot spilled my brine on the deck? Was it you, Luby? I helped, but it was all Marcy's idea. It was. It was. It was. So this is the kind of things they teach you at pirate college, am I to understand? Oh my god, this is canon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Lucky. There were, I think, 12, was it 12 of those monsters climbing up the side of the ship? And I was able to knock all but two off with just a couple barrels of brine. I think you'd rather have lost a little bit of smelly liquid than have had 12 of those monsters aboard ship. Do you think that we could have knocked all of them off? Lucky screws his face up. He's really not taking a shine to Mercy and how she's been acting the past couple of days. He says, um, well, then in the future, I suppose you won't mind if I help myself to a couple of your pistols now and again without asking, seeing as we're such good buddies. And he turns around and storms in the direction of uh, Captain Hookeye's cabin, muttering like, oh, we didn't like tell the captain about taking the rations out of the kitchen. Okay, Lucky. The shadowy, stormy, bloody, you know, has settled. And you uh, you, you walk up to the cabin of, of Hookeye. I open the door and when I enter the cabin, there's a complete change of personality. I'm no longer all like crabby and mean. Instead, all of the color drains from my face and I'm shivering and I sit down uh, at the little table in the cabin with my head in my hands. Okay. Captain, what happened out there? I think you know what happened based on some conversations that we've had. They're after us, are they? For now, but soon they will be with us. How are we going to make it all the way to the Pirate Congress? We almost lost Bug. I mean, I kind of hate Bug, but we almost lost Bug. 
Nucky, I, I, I do not know. What I do know is that we can't continue how we have been. We fight for the scraps of the sea, and that, that is not enough for a bunch like you. You are a good group of people. I just need you to have faith, as I know some on the ship do not have. He's seen it too. She's got a gleam in her eye. Hmm. Well, I have a plan for that. Uh, Lucky stands up and he sighs and kind of drops his shoulders. He says, You've been a good captain. All the years I've been on here, even that time I spray painted the razor burn over the name of the ship on the side. You thought that was not very mm. funny, but you still <laughs> you let me do it. Mm-hmm. I trust you, Hook Eye, but I ain't never seen a week like this, and I'm not sure what else will lie before us before we're through. Oh, come now, Lucky. I think that now is the time for you to live up to your name. He he goes uh, over to a cabinet that he has, uh, his own little collection of the brief spoils that you have managed. These are these are not just oh here's my lovely wine. These are these are treasures. This this wine that he's going to present you with a couple bottles. These are they're not necessarily to you know nobles the the best wine, but it's the best that. You, you and probably anyone on the ship has seen, and it's it's not something that is even necessarily for status. It's 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 a reminder, and he 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 feels that now is the time. He's hopeful that there will be greater treasures to come. Is he sharing a bottle of wine with me, or is he asking me to pour wine for the crew? He uncorks it and shares a small amount with you first. Mm-hmm. And then asks you to distribute it and, and use it in whatever way you can, or at least just give, you know, sparse it up to people. And some, uh, it gives you some fruit, you know, because scurvy. I think when, when Lucky sees the bottle of Kraken's Tears, 17, 12 <laughs> vintage, right. he, his eyes get a little wet and he looks up at Hookeye, who, uh, after all this, I mean, has been a father to him and who he respects more than anything. And he sort of um, musters up the energy for a reasonably... Uh, jaunty salute and he says um, thank you captain I'll see to the crew now clumps out of the cabin and the food and drink is distributed to the crew bug tells tall tales all throughout dinner about how those things were definitely after bug like that that is mm-hmm. the reason bug feels very special they wanted me to join their their inky black rave and you know <laughs> i had to prove myself with the staring contest and blah 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 but i tried to take my foot with them and i said no oh, you can't have it anyway it's just like that like the whole time is just mm-hmm. like a spectacle it's the bug show well, as much as you embellish it and perhaps, you know, bend the truth a bit, the fact is that there's already murmurs across the crew that you are the one that was that saw it, was attacked by it and survived, and ultimately, I know, uh, uh, defeated it, that uh, plunged your sword through it. And it's something that definitely is going to be, if it manages to echo outside of the ship, um, that will be, uh, you know, a notch in your, your legend belt. So that resolves. You uh, tensions are, are are growing out at out at sea, but again, this is not something that's entirely abnormal. However, uh, mercy, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. Mercy is is not being particularly careful about some of her plans. Is this accurate? I'm not being uncareful, but I will say 
the adventure we just had maybe quenched my thirst for like something more a little bit like the story of bug that will get out is sure to turn a few heads raise a few eyebrows so maybe my story has switched to building onto bug's tail and legend and like i'm not saying oh this is what i did but i'm saying oh luby grabbed the brine and like bug did this and the whole time lucky was saying no bug don't use my cleaver no don't use the brine so are you just trying to keep morale up i try to keep morale up but i'm also trying to spin a story you know okay with the goal of just kind of like increasing the notoriety for now yourself and bug Lucky kind of is representing the captain in this. Sure. So I'm like talking up the crew and like, look how awesome we are. And like, these guys are holding us back. Hmm. I guess the other question is, does Mercy want the guillotine? Of course. Okay. I think that I could do a great job of captaining this ship. Okay. And I think it's pretty crappy of this captain to have us haul a treasure and not tell us what's in the box. Okay, um, what we've gotten is friendly competition. Now, before uh, we see what the captain makes of this, what I'm going to say is that, Lucky, you have at, at some point in the past week been called upon by Captain Hookai because he confides in you for, for you to tell him what the morale is, what's going on on the ship. To so basically, you know, you've had your ear to the ground more closely. What is the word on the street hall <laughs> we're on the ship street and this will very much determine how this is interpreted then i'm gonna say there's been ups and downs uh they're pretty pleased with themselves for having fended off the that strange man or a beast we encountered but i think that mercy's got a little bit too much of a puff in her chest she proud lass and she uh well I think she won't be happy until she's got a ship to call her own. And I don't think she's too particular about which one it is. The only other thing then, I guess, is Mercy. You're also not, this isn't happening in a bubble for you either. Uh, let's, for the sake of interest, say that the way that this is being interpreted is that these tensions, these things, this this mutiny, if I dare say, is coming to a head. Uh, at this point, you let's say you're aware, like, you know, you had that confrontation that was very public with Lucky. You know that Lucky has gone into the cabin of the captain a couple of times, and it would be, you know, silly of you to not think at some point he has divulged some level of information and is 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 somewhat, at least quietly aware of what's going on. So you sense the, you know, the heat on the back of your neck. And so the way that this friendly uh, competition is going to be interpreted here is that whatever the situation is, is now, is is, is reaching its its tipping point. You guys are curious about the treasure. You, you've you gotten people that have, have nodded along and said, yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Maybe not directly clear right said yes I, I support you but enough that you think that if you want to make a move you could make a move or whatever it is that you want to do but for for all intents and purposes we're way out at sea we're we're getting quite close to the um pirate conference and as you said yourself you know to go there for everyone you know it presents an opportunity if they wanted to try to take it and that would be the time i do think i want the leverage of no one what's the treasure before mm -hmm. i I don't know what I'm, I don't, what would you do to like actually unseat a captain? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You like find out what the treasure is and then you're like, hey, everybody, like this, this guy's been harboring a treasure and maybe that's why there's all these like demons and whatever. And he put the whole crew at risk and just like you read him for filth, you know? 
So I think I'm going to find Bug, who I think is receptive to my cause, or at least thinks Lucky's no fun, which is the same thing. <laughs> We're, what? Two days away from from con from the Congress, and we still don't know what we're hauling. Have you thought about that? Bug thinks about it now. <laughs> Bug likes to know what his treasure is, and um, it's like, hmm, hmm, Mercy. I think you're onto something here because uh, you know I like knowing what all the pretty shinies are uh, up, up front, you know, and uh, yeah, the captain. Captain's keeping it all to himself. Really, it's part of the reason I love being on this ship is usually Captain Hookeye is, he likes to share the loot. This time, nada. So I'm thinking if there's a way we can get him out of his office, out of his quarters is the boat word, then I could slip in there and see what the secrets are. Uh, I could take my shirt off. That works every time, <laughs> historically. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, so like, let's get you right in this light right here. It's a beautiful beam of sunlight coming through the clouds right onto Bug, like a spotlight. And I'm just gonna like back out of the out of the way. Okay. Let Bug do their magic. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse just looks so confused. Let's go. Let's see. I love to see. I love to learn. I love to play. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bug uh, is a is a bit of a clown, and um, I think you know stands up on a pile of crates, and you know takes takes their shirt off, and uh, maybe is like looking around for Lucky or some like musical accompaniment, and um, is is just is just gonna cause a scene. He's just gonna like start singing and like do like a burlesque routine where he like takes his shirt off. I guess all things being equal, there's no reason why I wouldn't do like a little accordion I'm too sexy for uh, Bug to strut around on deck to. Uh, the other, the crewmates are just like loving this and like. <laughs> uh, that guy's gonna be pretty curious as to why no one's working. Um, and why all things have seemingly stopped on the ship. And what, what he comes in with a scowl, looking like he's about to be angry, as you know him to be in types of situations like this. But uh, it, it flees his face. It, it comes away, he, and it coils into a smile. And he, he sits there leaning against the, the mast as he kind of watches from afar. Bug needs a volunteer. He's like, <laughs> Captain, over here! <laughs> All right, Captain. Uh, Captain Hookeye is no stranger to partying and having a good time. Perhaps that's in part why you guys uh, just aren't the the most the most known pirates. He's just too much of a slacker in his younger days. So he comes over to, while this is happening. Uh, if Mercy, you want to try and see what's up? Yeah, I want to try and sneak into the uh, captain's quarters and take a peek at this treasure. Okay. You uh, open the uh, sky blue door to the captain's quarters, and you you creep in and you close it behind you. It's pretty it's pretty nice uh, that the far side there's those same paned windows as the front that look good on the deck, except it looks at the back of the boat, and so it's you can see the sea, and light creeps in from there. And obviously there's blinds, but they're open today. Uh, he has a big desk with papers scrawled across and all kinds of random notes and cards and drinks and scraps of food. It's not particularly well kept. He has 
the chest, which is in one far corner of the room, he has various cupboards and whatnot that have these wines and other knickknacks, some that you may be familiar with, some you have no idea what they're, where they're from. To you, we've only been there for a year. Some of them may even seem like more like trash. Some of them may seem more like odd things to be keeping in glass cabinets. But other than that, it's pretty, uh, pretty bare bones. Yeah, I want to go straight for this chest. Maybe I like rifle through his drawers to see if there's a key first. You you can find the key. It's right there in his in this cupboard. That's that's easy enough. Roll me fortune. Ten. Ten. Uh, you open up the the chest, and inside is a cup, a cup that you uh, you recently had in our first act here. Now, because you've gotten fortune, you know that something is amiss. You've been somewhat duped that Hokai had heard some some murmurs and has swapped out the, the treasure. However, you know, even though it's not here, it's a small ship and it should very much be somewhere nearby. Hopefully Bug's um, routine is still going. Maybe it's turned into a little bit more of a party. Mm-hmm. On a hunch... I'm going to try and sneak my way into Lucky's quarters. You got sticky fingers. You sneak your way into Lucky's quarters. And I'm going to search. Okay. Uh, Let's say you find a red jewel that seems a little bit nice for Lucky to have. Shines and seems to catch the light inside of it. You find a very, very old wine, something that is about as, as old as, as Hokai himself. Uh, you find a boot that is kind of just sitting on the floor next to Lucky's, I guess, slippers or something of the sort. Um, and you find a very nice knife that uh, in its in its handle has some really nice engravings and um, is just is 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 clearly a uh, artisanal work. Did you end up taking anything from my room? <sighs> yeah, I took the knife and the ruby. Took the knife and the ruby. Okay. Okay, you return outside and join the party. Lucky is getting a little, I guess, impatient, perhaps, uh, playing for so long. You know, you usually only go for probably brief stints of accordion playing, you know. Hurts the inner arms, yeah. Um, so the show kind of ends. Sorry, what's the grand finale of Bug's act? Well, it depends. Do, do I get any, like, signal from Mercy that, like, we're good or, like, ooh? My signal is just, like, maybe getting you a drink. If that's my way of being, like, hello, I am here. It is over. It's over. Okay. Um, I see that Lucky's getting tired. And so I uh, I start a song that doesn't need a- accompaniment and just get the crew to, like, clap. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. And uh, just go, like, full little Nas X and, like, give you a lap dance. Because you need to be shown a good time. <laughs> if that's cool with Me. you. Me. You, yeah. you Lucky. do the legs out. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm the Satan. Yeah. And you're the Nazax. Okay, sure. Yeah. The plan went off without a hitch, except you did steal from Lucky. Now, I don't know if it's I the thing I love to steal that... from Lucky. It's like my favorite thing to do in this. <laughs> you're really testing my patience. The next morning, like the morning of the Pirate Congress, as we're kind of on our way there, I after breakfast, I want to uh, pull Mercy aside for a chat. Yeah, um, I crossed my arms and yes. Yeah, fun at the party yesterday, lass. Did you see when I got Lil Nas X'd? 
Yes, that is the pirate term for for that in the year 1600. Yeah, I had fun. You had fun, it seemed, it looked like. I haven't seen you have fun before. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not always I get the opportunity to clear my head a moment, so I, I enjoyed myself well enough. But uh, when I got back to my room that night, I noticed a couple of things had been moved around. Things had gone missing. You wouldn't happen to know anything about it, would you? You see, we're transporting this treasure, Lucky, and the captain wasn't quite keeping it where he said he was, and that made me suspicious. And I'm wondering, what's so special about about what we're transporting? Well, I suppose there'll be no satisfying you till you know the answer, is there? The guillotine has come into possession of a very precious gem known as the Shark Eye Ruby. This ruby was transmutated from the eye of the most powerful and evil shark to ever roam these waters. And it's said that whoever carries the ruby with them in their hand, when the sun reaches its zenith, that's the highest point. Don't know if they did that in pirate college, but it usually means 12 o'clock They did do v- vocab. Great, yeah. yeah. Whoever holds the shark eye ruby in their hand, when the sun reaches its zenith and crushes it in their fist, will take on all of the powers of this mystical, dangerous shark. And it is Hookeye's plan to announce himself the Shark King today at noon in front of the Pirate Congress and claim some respect for this godforsaken crew. Now, I know you wouldn't want to stand in his way, lass, would you? Well, if it means more respect for the guillotine, you know, that's all I want. So unless you want this uh, Pirate Congress to be absolute disaster, you best get that ruby back into Captain Hookeye's hand before the clock strikes 12. The ruby will get where it needs to go. I'm holding you to that. Sailor's promise. I spit in my hand and hold it out to you. <laughs> it's pirate college, we do a blood pact. Okay, well, I lost my cleaver. You can thank Bug for that. Jillian, I'll give you a chance if there's anything that, uh, again, interpersonal, you kind of want to resolve here before our, I guess, our finale here. Uh, Mercy, Mercy didn't, like, tell me... I guess if, if I assume I assume she was successful in her endeavors, I'll find Bug and show you the show you the ruby. Whoa, that's a that's a pretty shiny you got there. And they were holding this up all for themselves. Who? Lucky and the captain. <gasps> Lucky too. Yeah, I know. So unlike him to not want to share, or extremely like him. To not want to share. Extremely like him, but I just still don't like that about him. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a big jewel, right? It's a little bit more than that. It's um, apparently a jewel with a some power and some story behind it. So whoever comes into the Pirate Congress is going to look pretty good. And there's going to be some kind of conflict mm-hmm. here. You need a bodyguard. I need a bodyguard. And you need old Bug to help you out. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm lucky in the captain. Who knows what they're going to say to defend themselves. And you're my person, you know? I need you to, like, stick with me through whatever nonsense is about to happen. Yeah, just, I don't I don't actually like sticky things, so, uh... I need you to stand with me. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> if anybody tries to come for, come for mercy, they'll be, uh... I'll be feeling my blade. 
Well, that time is upon us. Uh, you know, in fact, you're probably having this conversation with it in the, you know, it's we're at sea, so way in the distance you see these pirate captains congregating. Not much longer after you are basically coming up upon them. The sun is getting very close to uh, high noon, and you pull up between two ships, one adorned in a crimson, crimson red. They're all flying the Jolly Roger. Come on, we're pirates. In a crimson, crimson red, like a blood-stained looking deck. The one on your right is uh, inky black, not unlike the uh, shadows that you were fighting before. Some of the crewmates, but let's say captains actually, uh, notice you, uh, and you kind of are slotting into a space here. You're kind of just, you know, pumping your way in. You don't really belong. They address you, and let's actually say they hurl insults at you. So can I I get Jesse first as the crimson captain hurls some insults at either the crew or Hookeye. The like pretty like foppish captain on the crimson ship giggles and looks down at the guillotine and says, <laughs> Oh, is this the mighty guillotine I've heard so much about? Tell me, did the brine smell come with the ship or did you add it yourself? So the way that this is actually sections, they're just floating at sea, and what they have is planks that basically make them one giant party boat connected by all of these planks, and they kind of walk and intermingle and meet on, you know, whatever respective ship. And they're here for a while, you know, the full day or maybe even a couple of days and nights. It's both a party and reverie as well as, um, you know, the politics of, of, of pirates. And you plow straight through. One of those planks, the one, you know, as they hurl these insults and expect you to perhaps stop, you do not. You break straight through, perhaps some people either falling onto the deck of your ship or into the water as you do, into the center of all six of these pirate captains. And you raise your sails and you drop anchor there in the center of all of them, demanding their attention. And at this precise moment, as they gesture and that they look at you and they wonder what is this random ship some know the guillotine as as punchlines to a joke some don't know it at all but nevertheless you are in the center you are holding their attention as the light from the noon sun starts to hit the deck of your ship mercy steps out she pulls the ruby out from her coat and presents it to the pirate congress and perhaps regales them with a tale of a captain who hid the treasure from the crew. And when the crew was met with foul ocean beasts like we've never seen before, the captain did not emerge from his chambers and the quote unquote cook first mate did all he could to stop our progress against the monsters. Didn't want us to use supplies just because, what? You're a little protective over your brine? Anyways, what I am here to say is we, on the guillotine, have a shark eye ruby, and we have a crew that is unparalleled despite our leadership and would like to demand a place in your Congress. I crush it. You raise it in and the light catches this ruby. It glows a brilliant, brilliant color. Red gleams on all the faces of, of, of the crew around you as it kind of spins around like a disco ball of red. And all of the these captains are, are, are completely baffled and, and, and watching this happen as you crush it with relative ease, perhaps because of how, you know, it, 
emotional this speech was for you. You crush it, and then as you open your hand, the, the bits fall to the deck below you. And you sit there, and you stare at that same hand, waiting for this power. The power to finally take over the guillotine comes. And you wait. And you wait. And boots clunk, clunk behind you. And you turn to see Lucky with a smile on his face. <laughs> Lucky grins a little bit sadistically at you, Mercy, standing there like an idiot with the crushed ruby dripping from your hands. He says, you know, Barnum, for a while there, I thought you had the makings of a great pirate. Perhaps you could have been at home on the guillotine, but... There's no place here for low-life slobber and useless mutineers! And the cabin door bursts open and Captain Hookeye storms out onto the deck wearing one long black leather boot. It's changed in appearance from what you have seen, Jory. It is, is now actually come to, to fit. Uh, on Hook Guy. What was a dusted, tattered boot now looks reinvigorated and new. Everyone wide-eyed knows exactly what this is. And what this is, is the boot of Jenny Lynch. And here's my flavor text. <laughs> Jenny Lynch was a pirate captain of legend. At a time when the seas were especially divided and blood constantly polluted its waters, Jenny, after losing one too many companions to the violent and reckless pirates of her time, changed. What was a soft face twisted into a perpetual scowl, and she steeled her resolve and proved to be more devious, violent, and merciless than any other that took to sea. Jenny crushed all beneath her boot, and in her later years, when she utterly ruled the seas, it was said that she commanded the waves and the beings residing inside of it. Through all the friends and loved ones that populated the bottom of the sea, rotting corpses in the hundreds, if not thousands, they shared in Jenny's rage. An undead army at the bottom of the sea. It is said that should someone of steadfast resolve don the boots of Jenny Lynch, they too can tame the violent sea itself. And Hookeye is donning said boot. He stares at you, Mercy, and though Lucky showed contempt, he does not show you contempt. As Hookeye just wants a better future for everyone that is on this ship, it is true. He says to you, Mercy, I do not hold you accountable. Were I younger, I would have done the same thing. In fact, I praise your resolve. And I think, should you want it, you'll have a very bright future here on the guillotine. Speaking of, I think our future is about to get much brighter. And you see these captains on the, on the, the six captains that encircle you. Those same black, dark men and women they are crawling up the sides of their ships, all of them. You hear screams and cries and, and curses and sounds of battle and cannons and flintlocks erupt as you sit there in the still waters, 
the ripples from the rocking ships that are all encircling you, reaching you here and there. But for you, it is calm. For you all, you are currently ruling these seas as these captains scream and cry for help. What does anyone do? I think Lucky has probably had, um, could probably chalk up many of his misfortunes to uh, run-ins with these pirate lords and ladies in years past. So I think he's happy to see them get a bit of a taste of their own medicine. He climbs up to the rigging, up to the crow's nest to get a good view. And he plays a haunting, upbeat, kind of the guy in the windmill from Ocarina of Time uh, melody on his accordion. Uh, Mercy, always the opportunist, gets in line behind the captain real quick. <laughs> well, there's a particular thing that I think might interest Bug that happens here as well. They've they've now climbed up the side of the ship, and there is a somewhat of a fight pit that has come. This is the last bastion of what will now be, if no one stops Hookai, which seems to be the case, the old pirate society. And they don their sword, and Bug, here you are. As this captain, if Jesse can take the reins here, what is what what do they say? Pretty slick move getting the boot of Jenny Lynch. I didn't know you had it in you, Hookai, but uh is this the best you've got to go against me? A little measly bug. I pull up my sword and I'm just like, see, everybody always gets stuck on the bug, but they forget that I am bug boucher. It means Butcher. Roll me a resolve. However, what I will say is that that initial attack, especially because of how much they doubted you, as they hold their their I guess it's a, a cutlass in their in their right hand, they kind of gesture to you while looking at Hookai with their left hand. And as they kind of look back to you, it's still floating there in a point, and you completely sever this this finger, <laughs> and they go, "Wow!" Uh, and um, and <laughs> and this fight commences. Legend. You know what? Actually, that's. Uh, I think that that's a fair argument because I think that this is a feared, acclaimed pirate captain, who's who who you are you are not show, giving any ground to. So I think that that's fair. It's an eight. Bug, I think, lives up to uh, their full name. This person showed showed no respect for me and my skill, and you know what starts with a finger doesn't end there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As I've heard it said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, Bug just takes like more and more. Um, <laughs> imagining like Julian. Julian. Yeah. The finger bones connected to the hand bone, <laughs> and the hand bones connected to the arm bone. Yeah, like a little. Um, death by a thousand cuts, a little bit here. Um, I think I think Bug just focuses on the one arm because uh, he does want people to to live to tell the tale of Bug Boucher. So you slice and dice death by a thousand cuts, as you said. You're showing your adeptness every time that they try and come at you. You you easily parry and and just a, a nice narrow slice, but it's one that is that could easily have been fatal or or anything of the sort. But you 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 are humiliating. This pirate captain, someone who is feared across the sea, someone who has looked down at both you and every single member of this ship for as long as you've been a part of it. And you've made an absolute fool of them. Get in the lifeboat. Here's a single bottle of rum. Um, have fun. 
trying to get back to like whatever ship. Hmm. Okay. You send them away on a lifeboat and they float away getting outside of this circle of ships. What you see is that all these ships have been they're they're gone. They've been they've been sunk. Save the crimson one. What happens with this lovely crimson one, which is quite beautiful, is these shadowy figures are actually steering it. They've they've basically eliminated everyone except for this captain, as you have now taken care of, and it pulls up next to the ship. And mercy, and I suppose bug, this ship is offered to you by by Hookai, knowing that you were seemingly unhappy, uh, and and also after seeing these events transpire, he he offers you. This opportunity, as well as obviously safe bastion, for all intents and purposes, uh, the guillotine ruins, ru- rules the sea now, not unlike Jenny Lynch did. I'll take the ship. I don't know if very many people are going to follow me at this point, but... Bug's a bit of a legend now. Yeah. Um, I would love for Bug to follow me, but, you know. I, yeah, I think I think Bug will follow uh, because now they see that, like, like they can have they can have glory, too. I think we might even call the ship the Boucher. Ooh. Well, I actually think that you would both be a bit surprised uh, that a number do come with you. They know that they fall under the umbrella once on the guillotine, always, you know, part of the ship, mm-hmm. part of the crew, or whatever. You, you, you guys fall under this umbrella. So, you know, they know that they have that, that safety provided by Hookai. Uh, and they come with you because uh, they like the ideals of mercy. And Bug has both proven to be a capable fighter, protector, and... Um, Dancer, so you know it's uh, it's <laughs> total package. really the the trifecta, and is a stark difference to experiences with Hookai, who though that one time he danced for the most part, he just kind of locked himself up in his cabin and just kind of you know. We're the party boat. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, this is this is the new party boat. That that boat's for people who are no fun. I mean, the boat's okay, well, pretty okay. fun. <laughs> the, boot, the boot is pretty fun. Lucky clatters down onto the deck of the ship, Bug, as you're making your way up the gangplank. And he says, A word, Bug. Aye. I appreciate your making your own way in the world, and that's a mighty fine ship that you've uh, earned fair and square in combat. You know, captains, I think, uh, a bit of a piece of work, but that's neither here nor there. I think she's right about one thing, though. One thing that spurred the guillotine on to greatness and that was a bit of healthy competition. Lucky removes his hat and pulls a tattered piece of paper under it. He uh, unfolds it and he shows you a map, a treasure map, duh. And he says, me and Hookai, we still got some treasures we wanna seek, but uh, we think it'd be a little bit more interesting. He rips the map in half and hands you one half of it and says, If we had a bit of a race, first one to Captain Briny Beard's magic lost spectacles, finders keepers. <laughs> Sound fair? Yeah. Eat our bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anything else with that, how about we do as our kind of sign-off thing, when we do like a five-year, ten-year gap time skip, where is everyone, what are they doing? Sure. Bug, do you stick with me on the boucher? I think Bug comes and goes. Gotta gotta see see new people, learn new dances. See what's on TikTok. See what's on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, just wants to make sure that uh, they're really like making a name for themselves. So, you know, they got to they got to pop into the taverns and, you know, get up on the tables and tell tell the tall tales. And some of them are real, always heavily embellished. You find them now and again. <laughs> Mercy learned a very important lesson in humility. So she probably changed her tune pretty quickly and went from being when a, she was in the position of someone who could be mutinied against. Yes. But she also, I think, learned a bit of respect and ended up becoming a respectable captain, although maybe the nickname Mutinous Mercy stuck a little bit. I kind of like that it maybe ends up as like just like a funny, like backs like this is like you're kind of like, oh man, I was such like a stupid kid. Yeah. I tried to do a mutiny and please don't <laughs> call me that. It really embarrasses me. <laughs> I, yeah, I like that too. Maybe my reputation has never completely recovered. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I'm just trying to win that race <laughs> and have as much gold on my ship as I can. Mm. Now, uh, Lucky, at the time of the actual game, was you're getting pretty old at this point. Yeah, I'm getting old. I mean, I'm I Hookeye is probably older than me though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's like maybe. Um, this was the day Lucky's fortune started to turn around. Decades of like being loyal, but like suffering and agony on this ship have sort of paid off. So I don't know if Hookai like retires and passes the guillotine along to Lucky. Yep. Well, then I do know that. Yeah, I stuck by my captain even when things were hairy and I have I've proved myself. And so I get to uh, strike out on my own, maybe a little bit later in the game than most pirates get their start. But I think like Harrison Ford was like a carpenter until he was like 37 yeah. or whatever. Yep. So it's like that, but with pirates. And I think seeing Mercy like mature as a captain, Lucky feels a little bit like, you know, they get like a more of a camaraderie because she's kind of proven she's gotten over her sort of... Uh, adolescent impulses and now she's become a respectable captain and they probably have um a very nice time as like constantly trying to playfully one-up each other the crews of these two ships also piloted by uh intensely cursed shadow monsters <laughs> mm. and bug always is like see i told you it was about me <laughs> and i got a whole yeah. ship of them well uh there's the tale of uh, the guillotine and its crew uh, what were, as I constantly said, a butt end of a joke becomes the the unprecedented rulers of the seven, you know what, canonically, eight seas. And it's a, yeah. Whoa. New sea. Yeah, new sea. And sometimes strike fear, sometimes just, a, just maybe a good, good party. But overall, uh, the guillotine is certainly now forever a name to remember. Thank you for listening to this installment of Many Realms, where we played Jewel of the Sea. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Realmscast. And if you're looking to take your Realmer card to the next level, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash many realms. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>